Good morning, church. Good morning. Really, I don't want to see you. I don't need that mic. <laughs> um, thank you. Thank you for being here. Um, it's, it's a challenge. It's a challenge to read these words in the midst of one's struggle. It's a challenge, but we face that challenge with confidence of God's grace. And so let us attend to the word coming from Isaiah chapter 40, 40 verses 1 through 11. Comfort. Oh, comfort my people, says your God, speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that she has served her term, that her penalty is paid, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for the sins. A voice cries out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight the desert and the highway for your God. Every valley shall be lifted up, every mountain and hill made low, and the uneven ground shall become level and the rough places plain. Then the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all the people shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice cries out. A voice <coughs> says, cry out. And I say, what shall I cry? All the people are like grass. Their consistency is like flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades. When the breath of the Lord blows upon it. But surely the people are grass, the grass wither, the flower fades. But the word of our God will stand forever. Get up to the high mountain, O Zion, herald of good tidings. Lift your voice with strength, O Jerusalem, herald of good tidings. Lift up, do not fear, say to the cities of Judah, here is your God. See, the Lord God comes with might. His hand rules for him. His reward is with him, his recompense before him. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms and carry them in his bosom. Gently lead the mother sheep. Here ends this reading of this word. May it be good news to us. Let us pray. Good and gracious God, we come to you today knowing this is where we need to be. O oh, good and gracious God, 
the midst of our fears, in the midst of our doubts, in the midst of our uncertainty. Speak. Speak to us of comfort, of hope, of love, that we may seek your will to be done. O oh, good and gracious God, I humbly ask that the words of my mouth, the meditation of our hearts and our minds might be acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So, at the beginning of the week, there was a sermon I was going to preach. And then the course of the events of the week, and while in part that sermon is being preached, it's also being challenged. This text starts with words of hope, comfort. Oh, comfort my people. I want not to dissuade you of any misbeliefs. I don't know if Dennis has said this at any point in time, but just because you have an REV behind your name doesn't mean you get faith easily. And in weeks like this, you are driven to your knees not because that's where you want to be, but because that's where you need to be. You pray these words in the hope that you feel that comfort. You pray those words in the hope that they might be true. You pray those words that you might feel it too. And sometimes you do, and sometimes you don't. And it's hard. It's really hard. Because you know you have people around you who support you and love you. And yet, that support, that love, sometimes doesn't measure up. I say these things not because I want to dissuade you of faith, but to say that this is the moment of faith when you need it the most. This is the moment at which you are stuck in that gap between where you want to, where you are, and where you want to be. Where you step out in the hope of something, not really sure whether it's going to happen or not. It's not easy. And for me, reading these words this week, it's like I was listening to 
a church bell from some foreign land ringing out in the midst of my wilderness of despair. In my wilderness of critique and criticism, I heard a bell as if it was in the other land. Bell ringing. Prepare the way of the Lord. That bell said, Prepare the way of the Lord. <laughs> Make straight in the wilderness a highway for God. Every valley shall be lifted up. Every mountain shall be made low. Now, I want to say something as a side comment in this whole thing. As a person who's picked up mountain biking, I'm not all about this divine um, infrastructure plan about raising, mount, uh, raising valleys and bringing down hill mountains because as a mountain biker, you know the best lines in, in, in the world are those that are on top of mountains and the rough places are actually really fun places to go. That's where you get that sense of excitement. That's where you get that thrill. It isn't to say that God has this infrastructure process that's going to bring a nice highway down your route of despair. It is to say that God's presence can be felt even in the midst of the doubt and the fear and the longing. It's not easy to say these things. A voice says, cry out. And I say, what? What shall I cry? All the people are grass. Their consistency is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades. When the breath of the Lord had blows upon it. Are there more truer words written in scripture than this, guess what? Our lives are temporary. Guess what? Our thinking is temporary. Guess what? Our hopes, our dreams are temporary. Our feelings, those things that we are feeling right now so passionately, so fervently, are temporary. But the word of the Lord will stand forever. The word of the Lord shall stand forever. I was thinking about that this week. I was thinking about that as we looked at the things that had happened in Washington with the impeachment how we have now in this Congress in the process of impeaching our president where we had congressmen who once were on one side of the issue and now they're on the other because of the change of party. And let's not, let's not hide the truth. 
a lot of that is due to party loyalty. It has, while they may couch it all in nice and massage it all in nice legal arguments, which should bear their own merits, the truth be told, they're saying what they say because they're comfortable with who is in power or who is not in power. And yet, as they flip-flop on both sides, there's some truth to that. That the ideas we're holding so fervently now may one day come to bite us when we don't expect it. It speaks to a reality that we have to be honest, that what we understand is what we understand in part. What we know, we know in part. What we feel, we feel in part. You know, trying to communicate with my wife over those thousand, the distance that we have, makes me only aware of how much stuff I don't know. How much I am at the loss of words. Yet, it's in that acknowledgement of the partiality of our existence that I find weirdly a sense of hope. Let me say that again because I think it, it's hard for me to even say it, but it is true. It is in the partiality of our existence that I find hope. Because if I can accept that I don't see everything and don't understand everything and don't fully get what's going on, I also offer up the opportunity for me to understand that whatever I feel right now is what I'm feeling right now, is what I might not be feeling two minutes later, it might be not what I'm feeling two minutes before, is what I'm feeling right now. And that reality of the now gives me some glimpse into the infinite, into the eternal. Because I understand something, the word of the Lord is like the sky. And I've used this metaphor before. The sky exists. It exists when it's sunny, it exists when it's rainy, and yes, it even exists when it's snowy. The clouds come, the clouds go, but the sky still exists. The sky is the reality of the truth of our living God. Those clouds that come in, those clouds that go out, the front that comes in, the front that goes out, 
Those are our feelings. Those are our thoughts. Those are our incomplete actions. Yet God remains. It is in that totality of our that we see our role to be played. We see and come to understand who we are in the midst of it all. We are just one small leaf. We are just one small flower that blooms and goes away. And we trust that it is in that fullness of our bloom that God's will might be perceived. It's not that we expect to be here for all eternity. Not that we expect our ideas to be the perfect idea. Not to expect our emotions to be the perfect emotions. But that we expect that in the fullness of our existence beyond this moment, we may get a glimpse into what God has for us. And then we come to the last part of this lesson for today. See, the Lord comes with might. He rules for him. His reward is with him. His recompense is before him. When I began this sermon talking about how we are driven to our knees, not because we want to be there, not because we think we deserve to be there, but because it is what God calls us to be there. It is this vision that lifts us up off our knees. It is this vision that we embrace when we have hope, when we don't have hope. You see, if this was easy, if any of this was supposed to make sense, if any of this was supposed to feel right, we wouldn't need God. We wouldn't need faith. We wouldn't need all those other things. But because it doesn't feel right, because it is a challenge, because it doesn't make sense, we have to rely on God's trust and God's grace and God's love to get us through it. Because like I said before, we all understand this is temporary. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arm and he will carry them in his bosom. And he will gently lead them like mother sheep. The vision there, which is a little challenging, I understand, is one of the good shepherd that provides that space for us to be safe, to be whole, to be loved, and to be lovable. 
to know that. God gives us that sanctuary in God's fullness of God's existence. It is not something we earn. It is not something we deserve. It is not something we get. It's not something... It is because God is. It is because it is what God is. And I can't explain it other than to say that. For to try to explain it beyond that is not, it is to try to create some simplistic solution of a formula which will never fully work because we've already made, we understand in part and we believe in part. It is only when we come to the realization that what we have, we have because what, because it is God who has given it to us that we come to fully understand, I think, what faith is. Because faith is about stepping out in that moment when there is nowhere to go. It's about trusting that what we see the way we see the world is not the way the world is, but that there's something better out for us out there and we trust in God's grace and God's love, God will be there for us. May it be so for us. Amen. 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 Amen.